When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, we're going to go through some of your team selections for game week one. And we're also going to look at the data from 583 teams from Twitter to see how the template is lining up there versus the overall ownership on the FPL website. Thanks to Sirtout for helping me collect that data. If you haven't already followed him, make sure you do. There is a link in the description below. He also runs the FPL Optimized podcast, which is well worth a listen. And obviously we have just over 24 hours to go until the deadline by the time this video comes out plenty of time to get signed up to fancy football hub still up to 50 percent off there and if you sign up and don't win your mini league you can get your money back terms and conditions apply all the links you need are in the description below so we'll start with the top 10 most owned players from the 583 teams that we looked at on twitter and i know that's a much smaller sample size than the 6 million people that are signed up on the fpl site but you would have to consider the overall player base is probably a little bit less engaged than those of us on youtube and twitter Twitter. and so it's always interesting to see the difference in ownership levels so as you can might imagine the top player is Haaland 93.1% that has dropped from about 98% last time I did this from about 600 teams which is interesting maybe it's because he's blanked six times in a row for Man City didn't get anything in the community shield and perhaps that's putting people off a little bit either way massively owned Estepinian is 92.3% he's in my team I think the first three fixtures are excellent you can then decide what to do with him after that i think if you have to play him against newcastle and bournemouth not a problem if you've got a spare transfer to move him on happy days saka is 90.7 percent gabriel is 82.2 percent so much higher owned than the likes of saliba i still get the old comment about why that is it's just the goal threat in terms of minutes i think they're both pretty secure i guess Saliba is maybe slightly more at risk from someone like Timber because he could play on the right. Ben White could play right centre-back. But I think that partnership of Saliba and Gabriel is pretty solid. They're not really going to miss many games when they're kind of fit and available. Uh, Rashford is 74.1%. So last time I did this, him and Fernandes were quite close. There is now a bit of a gap. Fernandes is 54, uh, 55.4%. Chilwell, huge ownership here, 62.4%. He's only around 15% on the FPL site. So people are kind of ready for those attacking returns, ready for those fixtures that Chelsea have from kind of game weeks two and three onwards. The biggest mover is João Pedro. He's now 59% owned in terms of the Twitter template. That's massive for good reason. 5.5 million on penalties. Great opening fixtures for Brighton. There's obviously question marks around his minutes because the amount of options they've got. We still don't know whether they're going to buy Kudus as well. That's kind of gone a little bit quiet. We know the transfer window is obviously open past game week one. But I think there's not much... You can't really go wrong with João Pedro early on. Like, he might become an issue after kind of three, four game weeks. But as long as you've got a plan in how you would upgrade him or how you would change him to someone else, I don't think that's a huge issue. Ariola is 57% owned here. Now, I will say we, we took these teams before Matt Turner was changed to be playing for Nottingham Forest and FPL. All those Ariola owners will switch to Turner. I'm absolutely sure of that. So he will then be in the top 10. And then it's Mubama at 51%. Now, that is probably a bit more of an interesting discussion than you would think. Because if he doesn't get minutes, 
He is the kind of player that will fall in price. So there's maybe an argument that you should go for a dud 4.5 million forward instead. And so you don't risk that drop in value. It's a difficult one because if Mubama plays, then you definitely want him in your team. Like having a 4.5 million forward that plays on the bench is great for FPL. But there's no guarantee of that. Also, I saw last night that um, West Ham are apparently in for Balogun from Arsenal. Now, that would give us a different 4.5 million forward, but it's probably not going to happen before the game week one deadline. And if you're on triple Arsenal, you can't put Balogun in, so it would be someone that will come in later. But if he was first choice, that is someone that's going to be worth a transfer later on anyway. So I wouldn't be too concerned. Right now, I'm still on Mubama. But I guess you could make a case to go someone a lot less owned because you're going to have them third bench anyway and you don't want that drop in value. So we'll take a quick look at the rest of the top 20. Interestingly, number 11 and 12 are both £4 million defenders. So you've got Kabori at 41.9% and Baldock at 39.5%. They are my favourite two £4 million defenders as well because they should both play as wingbacks and both be fairly nailed. There is some talk that Baldock might lose his place at some point to Bogle, but I think for the start of the season, he is perfectly fine to go for. And I suspect that a lot of people on Twitter will go with two £4 million defenders just to have extra money to spend elsewhere i'm still undecided about whether or not i think that is a good move i will probably land with one four and one four point five just for a bit of extra security but there's nothing wrong with going for both of those players if you want to salah has creeped up last video i did he wasn't even in the top 20 and darwin nunez was he's fallen right down now that he's not got starts in the last two liverpool games salah is at 39.3 percent i actually think in terms of engaged managers and by that i mean people that kind of watch youtube videos they interact on Twitter I think that will go up before the deadline because there will be a last minute panic about not having the greatest FPL player ever I know Harlan could take that mantle if he continues like he did last year but Salah has had like 230 plus points in each of the last six seasons you got that Bournemouth at home fixture in game week two there's a lot of reason to like him as it stands I still don't own him someone asked me on WhatsApp yesterday like, what are the chances of me going for Salah, or how close am I? And I said, not close enough where I think it's likely that I do it. Sometimes you kind of know a move's going to happen. You just haven't, you know, fully confirmed it yet. But with Salah, I I don't know. I'm still leaning towards not going with him. But that ownership has creeped up, and it will continue to go up. Stones is the most popular man. City defender, 37%. Don't hate that whatsoever. Should be fine for the first few weeks. Martinelli, 34%. Onana, 34%. The most popular goalkeeper apart from Ariola. No other goalkeeper makes the top 20. So Onana is definitely clear in that regard. Watkins, 31%. That's obviously gone up because of the injuries to Jesus and Nkunku. Eze, the most popular 6.5 million midfielder. 31.4% ahead of Mbermo ahead of Matoma as well that is different on the FPL site where Matoma is top then Mbermo and then it's Eze I think so Eze is the most popular in terms of the Twitter community Matoma just behind him by the way at 29.2% and then Madison has creeped up to 26.1 he was much lower last time we did this and I think some of that is probably because it started to look like Kane was going to stay but just before I started recording this video David Ornstein tweeted to say that Bayern have reached agreement with Spurs and now Kane has to make a decision. Now, it still means he might stay, but that's the first time Spurs have accepted an offer for Harry Kane. So at this point, it does look more likely he could probably go because if he wants trophies, Bayern is going to be a better place to do that than Spurs. So it'll be interesting to see. I think for me, no Kane probably makes Madison a worse option because obviously you haven't got that elite striker that you're kind of delivering all those assists to. 
But who gets penalties if Kane goes? Is it Richarlison? Is it Son? Is it Madison? Madison did start taking a few at Leicester uh, kind of last season. So he might get penalties, which could make him a better option. I think they'll probably go to Son for what it's worth. But I, I suspect we'll see that Madison ownership drop because there are now going to be concerns about Kane. The only way I wouldn't have those concerns is if he or Spurs come out before the game week one deadline and just say it's not going to happen. But at this point... I don't think we're going to get that assurance, and so I'd probably ignore Kane, and I'd probably say it makes Madison slightly worse, although it's not a complete deal-breaker. So just to go through some other players that I thought were interesting, behind Ariola and Anana, Sam Johnson is the next most popular goalkeeper at 22.4%. I think there's a few reasons for that. One, people want to back the Palace defence over the Everton one, which I completely get. Flecken hasn't necessarily impressed during pre-season either. Now, for what it's worth... I think that's being overblown. Like, if you want to back the Brentford defence, Flecken is a perfectly fine choice. But I get why people are looking at Johnston. But also, I think Roy Hodgson came out and said that Guaita wants to leave. Now, whether or not that will happen, we don't know. But if you thought there was competition between those two for the number one shirt, it doesn't seem to be there. So Johnston is almost certainly going to start the season as Palace's number one. In terms of 6.5 million midfielders, Inbermo is the third most popular at 20.8%. Nicholas Jackson is 17.2%. Udoji, Spurs fullback for 4.5 million, much more popular than he was last time, 15.3%. I quite like him. I think he covers some of the bad fixtures for the popular defenders like SGP now, for example, quite well. I do have question marks over how good the Spurs defence will be. Like with Postacoglu in charge, if I'm betting on whether Spurs will be much better in attack or defence, I think it's going to be the attack. They have signed the new centre-back now, so that will definitely help. But there's maybe a few more question marks over the defence, like I said, than how many goals they're going to go and score. But for 4.5 million, considering there's not a huge amount of standout options, I don't mind that pick, and he may well make my game week team as well, uh, game week one team as well. Odegaard is 13%. Trent Alexander-Arnold, when we checked teams right at the start of preseason, he was in so many. Now he's 6.3%. I said on stream yesterday. If I'm going to go for a Liverpool player, it's almost certainly going to be Salah. I've pretty much ruled Trent out now. You can never completely rule out a last-minute panic and a last-minute change, but I don't think I'm going to go for Trent. And like I said, I have pretty much ruled him out, even though I'm not ruling out any last-minute changes, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I've seen a few people talk about Garnacho. He's 2.9%. I think there's a good chance he starts in game week one, possibly even the first two to three game weeks if Rasmus Hoyland is going to be out. But there's no guarantee that Rashford won't start on the left and Sancho or Martial if they're fit and available through the middle. So I just don't think it's worth using a spot on Garnacho personally, especially if you're looking at like Anana, Rashford and Fernandes. He's not so good that I would drop one of those. Darwin, who was in the top 20 last time, 2.9%. You just cannot go for him. He hasn't started either of the last two friendlies. His minutes are too much of a concern. Trippier, second highest owned defender in FPL, is 1.37% in these Twitter teams for good reason. Three of the first four opening fixtures are really tough. I would just have a plan to get him afterwards. And De Bruyne, less than 1% owned. That doesn't happen too often, 0.86%. I just think his minutes are too much of a concern first couple of game weeks. We may well get a leak for the Friday game. And if he's starting, that bodes well for the next few fixtures as well. But he's only had minutes in preseason during that Community Shield game where he came off the bench. So I think for 10.5 million, I need more kind of assurity uh, or assurances, I should say, around minutes before I pick him. So just before we take a look at some of your teams, I thought I would show you this. I asked Sertap to come up with a Twitter template team based on ownership, but there was also a 
affordable. And because he's such a good guy that you should follow, he was able to do that. So it's a 3-4-3 formation. It's a Nana in goal. Gabriel, Estepini, and Chilwell back three. The midfield four is Martinelli, Saka, Fernandez, and Rashford. And then up front, it's Watkins, Harden, and Jao Pedro. He's really come into people's thinking over the last week. And then on the bench, it's Ariola, but that will definitely be Matt Turner by the time we get to the deadline. And then it's Bulldog, Kabori, and Anderson. It's, and it's actually got 1.5 million in the bank. So you could even upgrade that bench if you wanted to. Now, that is a very strong team. It's template for a reason. I know that kind of frustrates people. They want to see loads of differences in how people set up for game week one but you've got to remember there's a lot of points on offer over the season even in the first couple of weeks people will start making slightly different decisions you're always going to have a core template of like five to seven players the best players will always kind of rise to the top in our thinking but there are even ways to differentiate this. Like, this is quite close to my current team, but I might end up with a different goalkeeper. I might go with a different bench player. I probably won't have João Pedro. Matoma and Eze are the most popular 6.5 million midfielders. I'll probably have in Burmo. I might not even have Watkins. I might go for Nicholas Jackson. So there are only, like, three to five moves that are different. But that's enough to kind of differentiate it for now. If the other players are template, but they're great picks, I'm still going to have them in my team. So the first team we're going to look at is a 3-5-2. You've got Johnston in goal, a back three of Stones, Estepinian, and Gabriel. The midfield is Fernandez, Rashford, and Saka, with two differentials in Foden and Madison. Up front, it's Haaland and Nicholas Jackson. And then the bench is Ariola, Reese James, Mubama, and Bulldog. And this team comes out of a 98% rating on the My Team Tool on Fantasy Football Hub. If you want to check out your rating for your team before the game week one deadline just click that link in the description below it's completely free and if you want to make use of the ai transfer suggestions the optostats fixture analyzer ben krellin's transfer planner all that good stuff as well you can sign up for one of their memberships with up to 50 percent off at the moment all the links you need like i said description below uh, just a few kind of things about this team right with Phil Foden, unless we get a leak that he's starting on Friday, I don't really see how we can go with him. It would be Sod's law that after he didn't start in the Community Shield, he'll go and smash it against Burnley just after everyone's taken him out. But even if we get a leak that he's starting, and we probably will get some information about the Man City team, would you then be confident about him starting in Game Week 2? and game week three and game week four and so on and don't get me wrong there's loads of players you could move to instead of having Foden but then you're kind of using a transfer straight away so I just go back to that thing where I'm not sure he's that good we have to include him as a minutes risk and the main reason for that is so many other players are well priced I've said this before if Saka and Rashford etc are all like nine and a half ten million then maybe you take the risk on Foden but for me I'm not sure it's worth it but obviously if we do get that leak that he's starting and you want to risk it for the first few weeks i've got no issue with that whatsoever i've already mentioned madison a little bit i do think if kane goes it makes him a slightly worse option but i don't think he suddenly becomes awful obviously it's better for him to have son and kane to be aiming for but he scored really well the last couple of seasons at leicester his underlying numbers are still good that team under postacoglu is going to be more attacking and even with Richarlison up front, I still think they'll do really well. So if you want to start with Madison, no issues with that whatsoever. I do think part of the reason I'm not considering him more because it feels like you're buying him for game week three onwards. And there's no harm in thinking long term. But there's also two game weeks before that. And look, Brentford away, Man United at home. Could Madison return in both of those with set pieces and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. But I feel like the real reason you have him is game week three onwards. 
And so, personally, I would prefer start without him. But he's one of those players where I don't think he's a bad pick. Sometimes I see players in teams like Darwin Nunez. I would say that's a bad pick. He's not guaranteed to start. Madison is a good pick. He's just not my preference. But you should obviously go with what you want to do. One thing I will say is Foden and Madison are both 7.5 million. You could have a 6.5 million midfielder and then have Martinelli or Odegaard. And if you went for Martinelli, you'd have 0.5 to spend elsewhere. And that's where I, again, I know I'm coming back to my own team, but I find it difficult to say that Foden and Madison is definitely a better combination. What I will leave it uh, as is they both start, they're great, and they could absolutely outscore the Arsenal and six and a half million combination. I've already spoken about Nicholas Jackson. I think he's a perfectly good punt for game week one if you want to go for him. Uh, John Stones versus, uh, uh, the thing with John Stones is you get to start him ahead of a Chelsea defender, and he does have a better fixture in game week one. I guess it is an away game. If a newly promoted side is ever going to be up for it and, and kind of, you know, go for it against Man City, maybe this is the time. But ultimately, they are a great defence, so I like that pick as well. Just quickly on Reese James, I am considering for my own team having Chilwell and James, but I think if I was only going to have one, I'd go for Chilwell. And there's a few reasons for that. I've seen a bit of discussion over the last couple of days. One person pointed out, I think it was Luke. You might follow him. I think he's DIS underscore FPL on Twitter. I think he kind of said that very rarely these days do you see two fullbacks bombing forward. One usually stays behind and often forms that back three. And if that's going to happen for Chelsea, it's almost certainly going to be Reese James that stays back and Chilwell that goes forward. So that is why... And, and also, if you look at pre-season, that's kind of what's happened. Chilwell has been much more attacking down the left than Reese James has been down the right. Now, it might not work out like that once the Premier League starts, but I think I prefer to kind of go for Chilwa, who's on more set pieces as well, than going for Reese James. Like, don't get me wrong, if they're both given license to attack and they can both stay fit, then I would absolutely go for James. But I think everything for me right now is pointing towards Chilwa. Otherwise, the team is solid. So next is a 3-4-3 with a couple of interesting picks. You've got Anana in goal, Chilwell, Estepinian, and Gabriel back three. The midfield is Eze. Alongside him is Bernardo Silva, very rarely mentioned in the 6.5 million midfielder conversation. So I'll talk about him in a minute. Martinelli and Madison make up the final two spots. Then it's Watkins, Kane, and Haaland up front. And the bench is Ariola, Bayer, and Bulldog. So two four million pound defenders and then Baptiste is the 4.5 million midfielder now to be fair this team was sent in before we got word that Bayern and Spurs had agreed a deal so I suspect that Kane has already been taken out but there's probably some of you thinking about going for him anyway just in case he doesn't leave the problem is unless he or Spurs come out and say before the deadline he's definitely not going there's a chance that it happens afterwards so I think James from Planet FPL talked about this as well. We could get to the deadline at 6.30 UK time on Friday, not knowing whether he's staying or going. But before their game on Sunday, he might decide and then be taken out of the squad. And it's just he's just not that good that it's worth it. And then suddenly you've got a transfer to make straight away. So I just wouldn't go with Kane unless he tweets that I'm definitely staying, looking forward to another season and stuff like that. Obviously with this setup, you could easily just switch Kane and your 4.5 million midfielder to a 4.5 million forward and Salah. So the rest of the structure could still work if you want to go for two premiums. Just on Bernardo Silva, I have got almost no interest in him whatsoever. One, he blocks a Man City spot. And I know in my own team right now, I only have Haaland. But at some point, I might want a defender. And if Grealish is still starting regularly, or Foden becomes an option, or Alvarez or someone like that, I might want that third spot. I just don't think I would want Bernardo Silva. But also, 
One of the reasons that he's not that popular, if we take a look at the stats on, on Hub, you can see them for last year, and you can kind of configure this however you want, but I've got it per 90 minutes for midfielders only, and I'm going to put the price to six, just 6.5 million midfielders. And when you get this list, it suddenly doesn't look great for Bernardo Silva. If you order it by non-penalty expected goals per 90, he's right at the bottom of the list. 0.11. That is awful. There's defenders who are, who are close to that. And I don't think we've seen anything so far in pre-season that tells me he's going to do much better. For example, Barnes, who's at Newcastle, bad fixtures to start, 0.36 per 90 minutes. Uh, Matoma, 0.35. March, 0.34. You get the idea. They're all way ahead of Bernardo Silva. And even if you thought, well, he's quite creative, if I order it by expected assists, he's in the middle of the list at 0.17 but Eze, Matoma, Gross and Burmo and March are all ahead of him so he just doesn't offer enough attacking threat and there's so many other good 6.5s he's one of the last ones that I would go for plus he plays for Man City and I would prefer not to have that spot so I'd go for Eze, Matoma, Burmo, March even Harvey Barnes when Newcastle's fixtures get better is probably a better pick for me than Bernardo Silva. I could be biased there. Maybe it's previous experiences with him, whatever, but I just don't really rate him that much. Um, so that's Kane and Bernardo Silva. Obviously, you've, only, you've got no Man United attack here, no second Arsenal attacker either. That could hurt. They're obviously very popular, but if you prefer Watkins to a Fernandez or, or a Saka, etc., that's perfectly fine. I know they're not quite the same price, but they're close enough. Otherwise, I think the rest of the team is fine. There's... There's question marks over whether you should go for two £4 million defenders, but if you're happy spending most of your transfers in your first eleven anyway, which most people are, it's not a huge issue because those two players are going to get plenty of minutes. I prefer Bulldog and Kabori because they're both wing-backs, but Bayer is absolutely nailed. And to be honest, the Burnley defence is probably going to be stronger than both Sheffield United and Luton as well. So if you're going to hope to nick the old clean sheet, you're probably more likely to do it with Bayer. I guess just quickly, for anyone that is on a 3-4-3, if you're going to go for a midfielder, I'd probably choose someone else other than Baptiste. Maybe Anderson might get a few starts for Newcastle early on. Nakamba as well, absolutely nailed. Baptiste might be all right, but I feel like there's better options out there. One of which we're going to talk about in a minute, because Chelsea have a 4.5 million midfielder that may well start. And lastly, we got a 4-4-2 that has both Trent Alexander-Arnold and Mo Salah, two players that most of us would never consider going without. And yet this season, some of us have got neither. So it is going to be interesting to see how the first few weeks go. Just to read out the rest of the team, it's stealing goal, Chilwell, Trent, Gabriel, Botman back four, Eze, Martinelli, Fernandez, Salah midfield, then João Pedro and Haaland up front, and the bench is Turner, Chukwemeka, I think I've pronounced that right. The 4.5 million midfielder for Chelsea, Bulldog and Mubama, and the rating comes out at 91%. Now, I don't think this is a bad attempt at fitting in those two players, but I think that bench is pretty weak, and you're relying on having to play one of Botman, Chukwemeka, Bulldog, or Mubama every single week, and straight away that doesn't sound great. I think if you want to keep Salah, there's two positions that could be downgraded to make you know, the rest of the bench stronger to give you more options. And that is either Trent down to someone like Estepinia, which I know is very template, but straight away you got three million to improve that bench, or you get rid of one of Fernandez or Martinelli down to a 6.5 million midfielder, like Matoma or Burmo alongside Eze, definitely not Bernardo Silva. And that would give you 1.5 to 2 million to spend, maybe to make Botman into a five or a five and a half million defender, something like that. I don't think with this setup personally, it works. 
just on Chukwemeka for Chelsea, potentially he could be an absolute bargain because Nkunku's injured, and so there's lots of predictions that he's going to play number 10. A couple of things about that. I guess it's not guaranteed over a long period of time. And also, the transfer window is still open past game week one. I would not put it past Chelsea to sign someone to play there, given Nkunku is out until December. So that would be a worry. But also, he blocks a Chelsea spot. Now, some of you are probably thinking, we're all talking about Chelsea far too much. They weren't great last year. You know, they've already got an injury to Nkunku. Even with the fixtures, they're not going to be great. You might be right and we might be wrong. But if we are right, you, you may want suddenly very quickly with Luton at high. Like, let's just quickly check the Chelsea fixtures to remind ourselves how good they are. Uh, game week three onwards, Luton at home, Forest at home, Bournemouth away, Villa at home, Fulham away, Burnley away. Very good fixtures. And Chelsea do have potentially a lot of options. Chilwell, James, Carwell. If Kepper goes to Bayern Munich, Sanchez in goal, Jackson, even Sterling, right? If he does well early on, could be an option. He's only 7 million. And again, I know most people will think I'm talking absolute crazy you know, Raheem Sterling, he hasn't been an option in FPL for a while. It could happen. Suddenly you've got six players you might be thinking about. Do you want to be stuck with one of their midfielders? And I think there are other 4.5 million options you could go for, but none of them I would want to play that regularly, and I don't feel like it enables enough in the team. So that would be my worry. Outside of that, if you haven't got Estrepinian, I like Steele. I'm not sure about the double up this early on. I am a little bit worried about Verbruggen, but I don't think that's going to be an issue until most people wildcard. So if you want to go for Steele, perfectly fine. But obviously, if you put Eshapinian in, you could go for Johnson, Fleck and Pickford or Inanna instead. But overall, yeah, I think João Pedro is probably someone we haven't talked a huge amount in this video. I like him. Very cheap. Penalties. Great opening fixtures. Brighton are a very attacking team. He could easily come away with three to five goals first three game weeks and suddenly be close to six million. I just think the only thing I'd say about him is make sure you've got an exit plan. Uh, I prefer Saka to Martinelli, but again, if you haven't got 0.5 million to spend and you're trying to get Trent and Salah, you've got to make sacrifices. The last thing I'll say about Salah, if you're going to go for him, I feel like you've got to commit to captain him in game week two. And I've said this a lot, but if you're not... What is the point in having him? The value in these premium players is captaincy. And because we don't have all the Arsenal and Man United enablers like we did last year, Odegaard six and a half, Rashford I think was six, Martinelli was six. If you want those same players, it's not quite so easy to afford Salah. And if you're not going to captain him in game week two against Bournemouth at home because you're too afraid of Haaland then really what is the point of him being in your team? I think in seasons gone past, you could afford two or three premiums without necessarily always worrying about captaincy. I don't think it's the case this year. Obviously, at some point, it might be that Fernandez, Odegaard, Marseille are just not good options and we go a bit cheaper, then the conversation changes. But for game week one, I don't think that's the case. And also, the 4.5 million defender here is Botman. Fixtures are awful game weeks two to four. So then you've got to play one of those bench players I just don't think it's worth it. I think either, either Trent, Martinelli, Fernandez, or Salah has to go to enable more money elsewhere. Like I said, if you want to get your team rated for free, link in the description below. If you want to sign up for Fantasy Football Hub, 50% off at the moment. If you don't win your mini league, they will give you your money back. Terms and conditions apply. All the links you need for everything, including to follow Surtout, are in the description below. I'll catch you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.